With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you Thursday morning. This is where we are. This is what we do. I hope you're ready for it. We're in February. We're getting so, so close to the beginning of the new league year, free agency, all that good, fun stuff. We'll get better salary cap numbers because we don't know what the salary cap is. Definitely for next year. We've got all these different things coming up. Combine. Combine's coming up. I'm I'm not as much into the combine and things of that nature. Uh, as I've said many times before, I try not to fall in love with players before they're announced they're they've gone to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because the next thing you know, they're wearing either either that putrid purple or that disgusting orange uh, or something of that nature. Or I don't know. The 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 team in in, in Northeast Ohio, is that – even though they're called the Browns, is that orange as well? I, I figure them both being orange. Anyway, huh, that's a whole different story because let's dive into some things. Let's uh, jump into stuff. I honestly – I well, I didn't get any questions for this week, but I didn't reach out looking for stat questions or things you wanted me to find because I had an idea that I actually started looking up a week ago. It was, I think it was last Thursday afternoon. I started to compile some data and I'm like, let's let let's see how this looks. And I've teased this for a little while that I was going to be covering some stuff with this with StatGeek. 
And I, a lot of it was dealing with quarterbacks because at first I thought my data was all about the quarterbacks because it was something that really jumped off the page quarterback-wise as I was doing it. But it, as typically is the case when, you, when you're dealing with statistics, they can take you down another road. And I just expanded this, this road to talk about a, a subject more, more generally. Now, I'm going to get into quarterback stuff probably more into the second half. But it, this general topic of the Pittsburgh Steelers and closing out games, I'm, I'm focusing on what the Pittsburgh Steelers did in the fourth quarter of games this past season. All right, because really the, the Steelers were an anomaly when it came to the fourth quarter last year. There are some really interesting numbers when it comes to it. So we're going to dive into that. Um, I don't want to – I said something to, to people about, well, the salary cap, you know, here a couple minutes ago, I just said, oh, salary cap, uh, we don't know what the value is yet. No, we don't. There was a report out there that it could come in higher than expected, even as much as $5 million higher than, than what – was originally projected. I don't know. I mean, right now, based on the original projections from overthecap.com, the Steelers are about six million over. But that's not all. I don't think that includes uh carryover, you know, rollover from the previous season. A lot of those numbers, you're gonna know what it is before the start of the league year, because you can't have teams be cap compliant if they don't know what the salary cap is. So that'll be coming when information comes with that. Uh, we'll, I'll definitely be uh, addressing it here some, and of course, I'll probably most definitely have it in the written word at steelcurtainnetwork.com. Make sure you're checking out that website. Lots of great content, and we're going to be having some other voices chiming in with content there as well, so you won't want to miss that. Make sure you check that out. I'm there a lot, every day, a lot of times each day, uh, checking in on things. Uh, the comments, the great articles, all all that good stuff. So let's go ahead and talk about fourth quarter here. We're, we're talking fourth quarter. I think the title of the show, i got to remember what it is. How did the Steelers fare with the game, with, with the game on the line in 2023? So this is all about last season. And you're probably saying, well, well, why just last season? It took me a lot of time to compile this data. And there's so much more data that I would love to compile that I just didn't have access to, or it just was going to be such a huge, huge time suck already more than this already was. I, this is one of the longer times that I've, I've pulled stuff together for, for a stat geek um, in, in quite some time, in quite some time. Might, might be one of the longest uh, times that I've done this. You know, once again, just like last week when I was talking about uh, running backs, I had to compile all this data on a spreadsheet just because there was so much of it. And so I'm going to be completely honest. The numbers, and, and there are so many different things and so uh, many different avenues that I, you can look out here. The numbers were kind of all over the place. I've been sitting here waiting to hit record for about 20 minutes, just trying to get these numbers in a way that I feel like I could present them where I don't feel like I'm all over the place. Yet I kind of already feel like I'm all over the place. So let's get to it. We're going to start off looking at teams across the NFL. What was going on when it came to the fourth quarter? Now, what I looked up was, hey, what was the score of the game? 
I'm not looking at yards. I'm not looking at points. We'll, we'll get to points here shortly, actually, because I was able to find them some other places. But I was looking at, ultimately, who wins the game? What was the score at the start of the fourth quarter? And who won the football game? That's important information because, to me, there's no worse feeling then getting to the fourth quarter of a game and be like, oh, they don't have a big enough lead to go screw this up. We've been there as Steelers fans, haven't we? Oh, can they just hold on to win this game? We've been there. You know what, though? Not last year. Not last year. Not last year, surprisingly. Instead, where Steelers fans were last year was, oh, we're within striking distance. Just wait. Just wait. I mean, the games the Steelers lost, they were basically out of those games early. There there was something I saw on Twitter. It was actually earlier. I'm recording Wednesday night. There's no secret there. It was actually earlier today, Wednesday, earlier Wednesday, about a discussion that I saw. I I said Twitter. I should have said X. And it was about the Steelers in one-score games. This is this is a big talking point when it comes to the Steelers. Okay. And thanks to, to Nick Fairball from Steelers Now, he said that the Steelers are are 51, 24, and 2 over the last seven seasons in one score games. That's a huge sample size, and they are are really, really good at it. Um, if you look since 2020, the data from someone he was having a conversation with, it was 31, 11, and 1. Um, that's a 73.3 winning percentage. That's really good. That's really good. They were nine and two in one score games in 2023. But to me, it's not about one score games. Although I did take looking at one score as one of the things I specifically broke this down for. I wanted to see where were the, where was, were the Steelers was, were, were, it's were. Yes. Okay. Where were the Steelers when the fourth quarter started, and how did they finish the game? All right, so we're going to dive into some of these numbers. And what I did was as I looked at games, I have records for every team in the NFL that when they hit the fourth quarter, they were trailing. All right, I've got those numbers for every team. Then on the flip side, it's obviously all the rest of the games, I have every game from teams at the NFL when they were either tied or leading going into the fourth quarter. Now, here's a surprising stat that really took me, you know, I'm like, huh, I would have thought that would have been more. Okay, 272 regular season games. 272 regular season games, okay? That's 32 teams, two teams per game, all playing 17 games. Out of all those, I would have expected, you know, with with everything with the NFL and, you know, trying to have all these competitive games and teams, you know, not much difference between the teams where anyone could win on any given Sunday, all those kind of things. There were only 14 games last year that were tied going into the fourth quarter. Okay, listen to that again. Only 14 games, 14 games where teams were tied going into the fourth quarter. That's 5.1%. I was shocked by that. 
I thought that was low. That, man, I would have expected more. I mean, no team had more than two games where they were tied going into the fourth quarter. Two. That's the maximum. And that's not even all that many. Okay, Arizona had two. Atlanta had two. Dallas had two. The Raiders had two. And Minnesota had two. Hold on. I'm almost done. The Jets had two. And the Eagles had two. They were, they were tied going into the fourth quarter. Then there was a bunch of other teams that had one. But there's only 21 teams that had a tie at all. So there was 11 teams with none. Right? That was surprising that it was so few. You would think a lot of times, oh, you're going to get, you know, to the fourth quarter, teams are tied, see how it finishes out. Not not very much. In in a lot of these games, one team was leading or another by, by the fourth quarter. Now, uh, what this doesn't take into account, I know, it could be that a team scored on the first play of the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm trying to think. The Steelers did that. I'm pretty sure in at least one game, maybe it was the second play. I can't remember when I was looking at some of this stuff. So that that's interesting. So there's no, there were only two teams that were that had two wins where they entered the fourth quarter top, and that was the Dallas Cowboys were two and zero, and the Minnesota Vikings were two and zero. Okay, there's plenty of there's only one team that lost two games where they were tied going into the fourth quarter, and that was the New York Jets. Other than that, everyone either had one win, one loss, or both. Okay, one tied going into the fourth quarter. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you can remember, one. One game, tied going into the fourth quarter. They won that game. That game was week 18. They were tied going into the fourth quarter against the Ravens. That's it. So it was all the way up into week 18 until the Steelers had had one of these. So I, that just kind of was surprising to me. So thought I'd get that out there. All right. Next, let's look at some of these team stats. The Pittsburgh Steelers were one of two teams in 2023 that when they were tied or leading going into the fourth quarter, never lost. Two teams in the whole NFL where they were tied or leading going into the fourth quarter, they held that lead and won the game. Well, when I say held that lead, doesn't mean that there wasn't a lead change. But they did not have a net lost more than what they had in the game to where they lost the game. If the Steelers hit the fourth quarter last year and they had the lead, they won the game. That happened to them six times. The other team was the Dallas Cowboys, and it happened 11 times. You're like, wow, 11. That's right. The Cowboys were 11-0. and 0. The Cowboys were an anomaly, okay? Because the other thing that I looked at with these is I split games into ones that were more realistic when it came to actually coming from behind if you were if you were losing. So first I was looking at tied or leading. Then the other two categories I had, trailing by no more than seven points. Okay, I know you can say eight. That's one score. I, I cut it at seven. It just didn't make, make sense. Um, I, I did it the first time I started to record numbers. And by the time I thought maybe I should switch it, I, I had jumped into the rabbit hole. So and but then there was a number of other games, you know, where they were trailing by eight points or more. 
So I'm going to get to them in just a second. So looking at the games where teams were tied or leading, there was another really strange anomaly with this. And that is I looked at the teams that made the postseason, the 14 teams that made the postseason, all right? They were. And the number of games that they played where they were either tied or leading going into the fourth quarter, okay? Um, This is going to give them to you. It'll be alphabetical because that's how I have everything sorted here. The Ravens, 16, Buffalo, 12, Cleveland, 11, Dallas, 11, Detroit, 12, Green Bay, 10, Houston, 10, Kansas City, 12, L.A. Rams, 10, Miami, 12, Philadelphia, 12, San Francisco, 13, Tampa, 10. What did I say it was for the Steelers? Six. The Steelers were the only playoff team that did not have double-digit games where they were tied or leading going into the fourth quarter. The Steelers had 11 games where they were trailing going into the fourth quarter. 11. Okay? The important thing was when they, had the, when they were tied or had the lead, they didn't, they didn't lose the game. So that was really important. But here, here's the list of teams that had fewer games than the Steelers where they were tied or leading going into the fourth quarter. The Carolina Panthers, they had one game. One game where they were tied or leading going into the fourth quarter. I can tell you right now, they were tied, and they lost that game. They were 0-1. So, uh, poor Panthers. All right, Carolina Panthers. New England Patriots, they had five. They went four and one in those games where they were leading going the fourth quarter, but only five games where they had the lead going in the fourth quarter, lead or tie. And the Washington Commanders, three. Okay, they went two and one in those games, three. That's it. That had fewer than the Steelers. So the Steelers didn't have leads going into the fourth quarter. That's. A problem if you if you really want to look at that. Here, here are the teams that had the same number as the Steelers and had six as well. The Jets, they went four and two. Uh the the Chargers, they went five and one. I thought there was one more. Nope, it was just those. Then there was a number of teams at seven. So the Steelers, they did not get the leads before the fourth quarter. They just didn't do it all that much. But the six times they did. They went, they went on to win the game. Now about now let's look at when they were trailing, okay? When they were trailing, when teams were down by eight points or more going into the fourth quarter, they did not win many games. They did not win many games, okay? How many times did a team down eight points or more come back and win the game in the, in, in the fourth quarter last regular season? Nine times. Nine times. That was it. Nine times out of 142 games. So you're talking 6.3% of the time when a team was down by eight points or more last year, they came back. So that means 93.7% of the time when a team had a lead of eight points or more going into the fourth quarter last year, they won. So that's nice to know when you've got that big lead going in there. Okay. How many times did the Steelers? Have that big of a lead? I don't know. I, you know what? I could come back and, and look at that. I could break that down. I think I have it on an, on another sheet. Um, 
they were uh, against the Raiders. They were up 16 points. That was one of them. Uh, against uh, against Cincinnati, they were up 20 points. That, that so that's another one. That's it. From what I from from what I can see. So they only, the Steelers had two games where they were up by eight points or more, and of course they went two and zero in those games because they went six and zero in all the in all the, the other games. But the other thing that's important was that ultimately what I was looking for here was what about coming back? What about not being ahead and coming back? All right, there were four. Sorry, two teams. Sorry, two teams who had four games that they won when they were trailing during the fourth quarter. One of those teams was the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers, ultimately, they went four and seven when they were trailing in the fourth quarter. Like, well, that doesn't sound very good. Yeah. They were 0-5 when they were trailing by eight points or more. 0-5. But think about it. Only six, only 6%, 6.3% of any games that before the team was trailing by that much, did the team come back and win? There was a lot of teams that were over, lots of teams that were over when it was eight points or more. I think I counted it up, and there were only there were only eight total teams that made a comeback of eight points or more. So that means three quarters of the NFL of of, of NFL teams last year did not overcome an eight point or more deficit. When entering, when at, at the start of the fourth quarter. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't at any point during the game. This was specifically at the start of the fourth quarter. So the Steelers were one of two teams that won four times. The Steelers won four. The Seahawks won four. Only one other team won three, and that was the Jets. That was the Jets. Now, the Jets had no wins. They were they had seven games where they were down by eight points or more. They were 0 and 7. Seattle had two games where they were down by eight points or more. They were 0 and 2. None of those three teams did it by having a big comeback. They did not overcome a, a, a deficit of starting the quarter down by more than seven points. But the Steelers went four and two. The Seahawks went four and four. The Jets went three and one. Any other team? The most wins they had was two. Now, I will tell you, there was one team that had two comeback wins that were, that were they were down by eight or more points in the, in the fourth quarter, or to start the fourth quarter, sorry. And that was actually the Denver Broncos. They were two and five. All right. But that was their only two comeback wins for the, for the season. When they were within seven points, they were 0-2. So I found this very interesting that the Steelers were tied for the most come from behind wins when you were starting the fourth quarter and they were undefeated when they had when they were tied or had the lead so if you want to look at it overall the Pittsburgh Steelers were 10 and 2 10 and 2 if they were within 7 points of their opponent or or better meaning had the lead or were or was within 7 points 10 and 2 that's pretty impressive because, you know, this is ultimately what I was trying to get to with the, the with fourth quarter stuff. All right, I'm going to go ahead and take the break because when I come back, I'm going to hit you with some, some points 
based on on teams, you know, fourth quarter points scored versus surrendered to give a better picture of this. Then I'm going to specifically look at Steelers quarterbacks and really how it all fell out. So stick around. We'll be right back at it. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Stewart fans, here we go. Let's keep rolling on with some of these numbers about the, the fourth quarter with the Steelers last year. I, I, I was surprised by some of these. I, I really was. I thought, you know, I, the whole reason I started down this rabbit trail was I'm like, uh, is there such a thing as fourth quarter, Kenny, blah, blah, blah. And then I just kind of got into the whole team aspect of it because that's, that's where the numbers took me. So let's keep rolling on. If you want to look at it offensively, this is offensively regular season. Offensively, regular season, who averaged the most points in the fourth quarter? If you're looking at total number of points, believe it or not, this doesn't surprise me. It was the only team that came back twice from deficits of eight points or more, and that was the Denver Broncos. They actually averaged 8.5 points in the fourth quarter during the regular season last year. Well, what about the Steelers? That's really what's important. They averaged 5.2. That ranked 23rd. All right, that ranked 23rd. Now, what's interesting is the Steelers' philosophy kind of hurts that number a little bit at times because when the Steelers have a lead in the fourth quarter, which they did in five games, go they did five games going into the fourth quarter for sure, where they where they had the lead going into the quarter. What's their emphasis usually on? Is it more about scoring points or is it more about protecting that lead? I mean, I'm trying to think the the uh, 
the game, the first game without Matt Canada, the, the game against uh, the, the Bengals, the Steelers didn't really push to score a touchdown on their last scoring drive simply because they needed to go up two scores. Not two scores, uh, or more than a field goal. I might be thinking of the wrong game. There was another game in there where the Steelers – no, it was two scores. Because It was two scores for that one because that's right. It was because because Cincinnati kicked the field goal more towards the end. They needed to go up by two scores. So they were it was it was 13 to 7, and they were just content. I, I forgot that the that the Bengals added a late field goal in that game. That they were just content making sure they were up two scores. They didn't even really push it to try to to try to do that. Sometimes when you have the lead, scoring points isn't all that important. I have a case in point with this. Denver Broncos first, 8.5. Dallas was 8.5. Detroit, 8.1. Uh, teams that, that averaged more than a touchdown, you know, they were at 7.0 or greater. Also included in order from, this is their rank, Buffalo, San Francisco, New Orleans, Atlanta, and Philadelphia. Notice what team's missing from that list. Where's the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs? Where are they at with this whole thing? This is what goes to show that sometimes you're not interested in scoring points more than you are winning the game when it comes to the fourth quarter. Why? Because the Kansas City Chiefs were dead last in the NFL in fourth quarter points. Okay, let me repeat that. The Kansas City Chiefs were dead last. They averaged 3.4 points per game in the fourth quarter. They didn't score points in the fourth quarter because they didn't have to. Now, let me look at where they fell in everything else where you're like, oh, well, well where were they in, in your other stuff you were talking about, Dave? They had five games where they were trailing in the fourth quarter. They went one and four in those games. Two of those games, they were trailing by eight or more entering the quarter. They went out and two. And then their three games where they were within seven points, they went one and two. If Kansas City didn't have a big lead – or a lead, or tied at least going into the fourth quarter. Uh-uh. They were they they were tied one time. They went one and zero. But when you were but other than that, they had the lead in eleven games, and they went nine and two. All right, so Kansas City was not a pull it pull away at the end kind of team during the regular season. That's just not who they were. They did not score points in the fourth quarter very well. And and all that backs that up. So that's very interesting. I, that just kind of blew my mind. So they were 32nd. Steelers were 23rd, 5.2. Uh, um, just to give you an idea of some of the other teams, let's see, Cincinnati was 20th with 5.7. Uh, Cleveland was 12th with 6.6. And Baltimore was 10th, 6.9. That was the that was the rest of the of the AFC North. But here you go. When you look at points surrendered in the fourth quarter, points surrendered, Pittsburgh Steelers, they were first in the NFL. Nobody gave up less points per game than the Pittsburgh Steelers. They had 3.5. San Francisco had 3.5. I think there was one point in there. I mean, because if you carried out the more decimal points, uh, because if not, I don't know why they would have had Pittsburgh ahead of San Francisco. So, the Steelers led the NFL in point and fourth quarter points surrendered, meaning the fewest points. It was it went Pittsburgh, San Francisco, 
Dallas, Kansas City. So if you look at the two teams that were in the Super Bowl, they were the top of the NFL in not giving up points in the fourth quarter. So yeah, it's great to to score a lot in the you know to to finish the game, but it's that's not going to matter if you're also giving up points. You've also got to hold your opponent down and not give up many points. The Steelers, they I mean they here's even better. The Steelers only gave up one point four points per game in the fourth quarter at home. 1.4. The next closest was Houston, San Francisco, and Dallas, all with 3.6. 1.4 points. 1.4. That's 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 crazy. Okay. Uh, but now on the road, the Steelers gave up 5.8 in the fourth quarter. That's that's just what it was. So that's some interesting data. All right, well, all right, Dave, you said this was all starting because you were looking at quarterbacks. So let's get to the quarterbacks. You ready for this statement? The quarterback in the NFL last year with the most games in which they were trailing in the fourth quarter and came back to win was Kenny Pickett. Four games. Four games. And you're like, well, I thought Seattle had four games as well. They did. Three of them were Geno Smith. One was Drew Locke. What about the three with the Jets? Those three were all Zach Wilson, shockingly. So I would not expect you to say, all right, which, which quarterbacks had the most come-from-behind wins when they were trailing entering the fourth quarter? It was Kenny Pickett first, and Geno Smith and Zach Wilson tied for second. Not the list I would have expected. Now, I also do want to say one thing when it comes to the Kenny Pickett ones. I, you can't deny it. You might have already thought about this. One of those games really was not Kenny Pickett. The, the, the Cleveland game in week two. All right? Kenny Pickett's stats in the fourth quarter of that game, he threw one pass that was incomplete. One pass incomplete. The Steelers had six carries for four yards in that quarter. But the Steelers went from trailing to winning because of the defensive touchdown, the strip sack by Alex Highsmith, the T.J. Watt scoop and score. That's what won them the game. So, yes, it counts as a fourth as, as a as a game where Kenny Pickett was trailing going in the fourth quarter and they won the game. It counts, but that one was one. Yeah, I give it to you. But if you look at the other three, if you're wondering what they were. Those other three games were Baltimore in week five, the Rams in week seven, and the Titans in week nine. It was actually three games in a row where Kenny Pickett played in the fourth quarter. Because here's the other thing. There was other games there that Kenny Pickett started the game, but he was not playing in the fourth quarter. He was already out. Okay, Those games were uh, Houston, Jacksonville, and Arizona. Kenny Pickett started those games, but he did not finish them. So you can't say that, but he had he wasn't he was out before the fourth quarter in all of those. So Kenny Pickett in games where he played in the fourth quarter, where he played in the fourth quarter, Kenny Pickett. I, I had this counted up. Nine, one, two, three, four, five, six. He was seven and two. Seven and two. The only two losses for Kenny Pickett. Where where he played in the fourth quarter was week one in San Francisco, 
that was one that they were they were getting blown out before the fourth quarter. So that one in that trailing by eight points or more. And the other one, the only game all season that Kenny Pickett was within seven points and the Steelers did not win the game, when, seven points with entering the fourth quarter and they did not win the game, was week 11 at Cleveland. And that game actually brought us the departure of Matt Canada. So that was one of those you win by losing. But another thing about that, the Steelers were, they were seven and 10, or sorry, the score was seven to 10 going into the fourth quarter. And the Steelers lost uh, 10 to 13. Even in the one game where Kenny Pickett was within seven points entering the fourth quarter and the Steelers did not win, they did tie the game. So every game that Kenny Pickett played in the fourth quarter, if the Steelers were trailing, they at least tied the game. That's that, that that's kind of crazy to me. Now you look at the numbers. Did the, were the numbers you know completely blowing you away? No. I mean, I'll be honest with you, those those three with Baltimore, uh, the the LA Rams and the Tennessee Titans were the Steelers. Let's see, they they came back from down. They were down seven to Baltimore, they were down seven to the Rams, and they were down three to the Titans. Okay, so so they they went on uh, to, to to win those. Now, what's interesting? They were down seven against the the Ravens. They won by seven, but it wasn't two touchdowns. If you remember that one, it was two field goals, a touchdown, and a failed two point conversion, and a safety. So that was another defensive score there because because you had the safety. Uh, Technically, it was special teams because it was the block punt by, by Miles Kilbert. So that one was interesting. But if you look at – let's look at those numbers. Kenny Pickett, he was 6 of 10 for 104 yards and a touchdown, 128.8 quarterback rating um, against the Ravens. Against the Rams, he was 7 for 7 for 138 yards, no touchdowns, of course, no interceptions, um, 118.8 rating. But the Steelers scored two touchdowns. They were both rushing touchdowns. Um, and then against Tennessee, he was 5 of 7 for 47 yards for a touchdown with a 129.2 quarterback rating. So he had those games coming from behind. Now, how did Kenny Pickett do in games where they had the lead? In, in games where they had the lead in the fourth quarter? Well, against the Raiders, it was not good. They were just trying to sit on the lead. He was 2 of 5, 11 yards, 47.9 um, quarterback rating. Uh, when they were, they had a one point lead against the, the the Packers. He was two of five for eight yards, um, and you're like with a forty seven point nine rating. You're like, oh, that's bad. No, remember they had the lead. What were they doing? Steelers had ninety five rushing yards in that quarter. In the fourth quarter, they had ninety five yards on thirteen carries, seven point three yards per carry. That's why they only threw five passes in the fourth quarter against the Packers when they had the lead. They didn't They didn't need to. They could run the ball like crazy. And then against Cincinnati, uh, Kenny Pickett's last full game in the fourth quarter, um, they had they were up by three. They ended up winning by six. He was six of eight um, for 81 yards with a 106.8 rating. That was the non-Matt Canada game. And if you're wondering, well, how much did the, did the run game help? Ten carries for 40 yards. So now, I didn't in the Cleveland game. I already said he was 0 for 1. He had a 39.6 rating, and I, I gave you some of those numbers. Against San Francisco, man, that was where he threw the most passes. He was 12 of 14 for 121 yards. 
but his quarterback rating was only 72.9 because he did have an interception in the fourth quarter in that game. So that the only interception Kenny Pickett threw in the fourth quarter last year was in week one. Okay. The rest of the time, he he led 10 scoring drives, which was four touchdowns, six field goals for 45 points. Um, in all, he averaged, uh, let's see, what was it, 12 yards per completion, 500. I, I averaged the quarterback rating, but I couldn't actually get a calculation of the quarterback rating for all of that. So that, that's a little bit different. All right. But let's not let's just, just not make this all about Kenny Pickett. Let's not make it all about Kenny Pickett. Let's look at Mason Rudolph, okay? Mason Rudolph appeared in the fourth quarter in five games. Now, you might say maybe I shouldn't count the indie game. He came in at the very, very end. Uh, he was two He was two of three for three yards, okay? Um, when the Steelers rushed the ball three times for 14 yards. We can even throw those numbers out. It's no big deal. Um, because that was more about – that was – I mean, because maybe we should just look at it because Mitch Trubisky started that quarter. Right, but for for the next couple games, this was Mason Rudolph in the in the fourth quarter against Cincinnati. He was one for two with eleven yards, and the Steelers only had thirty yards rushing that that quarter as well. So they weren't doing much; they were just protecting the lead. That just goes to show they protect the lead um, against Seattle. This one was interesting because remember that was a seven point game, ended up staying a seven point game. Uh, Ken, or, sorry, Mason Rudolph was five of seven for seventy seven yards, had a one hundred seven rating. Um, with 39 yards on the ground as from the whole team. Um, week 18 against Baltimore, he was 3 of 3 for 74 yards and a touchdown. Remember, one, one pass, 71-yard touchdown to Deontay Johnson. That gave him a perfect 158.3 rating uh, with that one. Um, but you also got to remember that touchdown. Steelers had 25 rushing yards in the quarter to, to add along with that. Now against Buffalo... He was 9 of 15 for 68 yards and a touchdown with a 93.2 rating. So if you look at it, Mason Rudolph, he he did all right in the fourth quarter, but he, he wasn't asked, he wasn't tasked with what Kenny Pickett was in the fourth quarter. But you could also say the reason he wasn't is because he put up enough points beforehand that the Steelers weren't trailing. Every Take away the indie game where he only came at the very end. Every game, regular season game, those those last three games, they were the Steelers were either winning or tied. And then in the playoff game, they were behind and they didn't get any closer. Um, but all in all, with with uh, Mason Rudolph, he had five scoring drives in the fourth quarter. That includes the playoffs. Um, two touchdowns, three field goals for twenty three points. Because one of them was a – they did have a two-point – no, that wasn't him that had a two-point conversion. That was for Mitch. Oh, Mitch, my goodness. Mitch Trubisky had five games where he appeared in the in the fourth quarter. Steelers were 0-5. I mean, he the, he had one game with a decent quarterback rating. That was against Arizona uh, where he was 7-9 for nine for 65 yards and a touchdown. That was a 133.8. They only had 10 yards rushing. But by that point, the Steelers were down 20 – Four to three by the time they had their touchdown drive. 24 to three. And then they, you know, obviously, I mean, the Cardinals were kind of backed off of them and letting them score. Um, in all, Mitch had, in five games, he had one touchdown. That was against Arizona when they were down by a ton, uh, when they were down 21 points. Okay. And he had three interceptions. 
two of them against Jacksonville. That's the other game where the Steelers were within seven points going into the fourth quarter. They lost that game mainly because of two interceptions being thrown. So I could go more into the numbers for Mitch. They they just weren't good. He didn't have – there was no running game. There was no passing game. Um, against New England is where he had the most yards. He was 10 of 16 for 96 yards. Um, the Steelers had three carries for 10 yards and a touchdown. That was actually Trubisky that scored it. That's the only other scoring drive that he had in the fourth quarter other than, other than Arizona. Trubisky had two touchdown drives, 15 points. That was it. So I just wanted to kind of throw those numbers out there because part of the reason that this got me thinking about this, I probably should have set this up with this at the beginning. Oh, I'm sorry. I just finally clicked back to my recording. Man, I'm going over again. But it was last Wednesday. I was listening to the Steel City Insider on, on Steel Curd Network, part of Fans First Sports Network, that with Jim Wexel, and he just kept saying a bunch of these things that were saying it over and over. Well, not over and over. He wasn't saying things over and over. He was continually saying things. I'm just like, man, Jim, that's exactly how I feel about this. This is exactly what I'm saying. And he's saying, you know what? The Steelers aren't ready to give up on Kenny Pickett yet, mainly because he's got that, that clutch factor. He's got that, you know, you get him close in the fourth quarter. Now, I know what other people are saying. And to me, this was a Matt Canada thing. That, wow, why did Kenny have to come back so much from the fourth quarter? Mason didn't have to do that. Do you wonder why? Matt, Matt, my own personal opinion, Matt Canada was such a control freak. We've had the reports that Kenny Pickett was not allowed to change the play. If Matt Canada called a play design that was based on zone, and even if the team came out and man showed man, Kenny Pickett still wasn't allowed to change the play. He had. That's why you heard him say, "Well, we thought they were going to be in in zone, and they were in man." I mean, that's ridiculous. Now that might have that quote might have even been from after. I can't remember, but I was thinking that was a, a, a quote that happened before Canada was gone. Those kind of things. So what happens in the fourth quarter? Why did the Steelers not run? Hurry? People are like, why aren't the Steelers running hurry up earlier in the game? They're so much better than it. I don't think Matt Canada ever wanted to do that because he didn't want to give up control. When you're running hurry up, you you can you have a little bit more freedom with stuff. You have to. Just the way they did. I'm I'm shocked that Matt Canada wasn't trying to micromanage even the hurry up. I, I still believe at first I completely wrote it off, but the more I heard things coming from inside uh, the facility uh, about how stuff was, I, I think Matt Canada was upset with that touchdown pass to win the game against the Ravens because they switched his play. That's that's how he was. It's crazy. So the thing is. To me, the Steelers' offense was so handcuffed and so predictable and so everything else through three quarters that it wasn't until the fourth quarter when they had to do something then you started to see it. So you can you can spin that any way you want to. You really can. You can spin those numbers any way you want to. For me, the way I'm looking at it is, does Kenny Pickett do a lot of things that drive me crazy? Absolutely. I've talked – at length about, oh my goodness, he's got pressure. He feels he feels pressure, whether it's there or not, and he ducks and spins left. And more and just as often as not, he's spinning right into the pressure. You know, bad habit there. Does he does he sometimes struggle with his reads? To me, I'm still not convinced that that wasn't a Matt Canada thing. 
But we'll see. We will see. But I've also seen good things of, my goodness, when the Steelers were within seven points going to the fourth quarter, I'm like, you know what? They can do this. The defense can hold them down like we saw with those numbers. The defense can, can hold them down, and the offense can come alive and come through at the end. And then you know you had Boz, which was automatic, uh, if that's all you needed. So that's really what this comes down to. So Kenny Pickett is the only quarterback on the roster right now. Looking at those numbers with Mitch Trubisky, no wonder he's gone. He was the he was the opposite of fourth quarter clutch. Kenny Pickett was fourth quarter clutch. Mason Rudolph, he did an adequate job, but never even put himself in a situation of of you know can he come back? The only time was the playoff. The only opportunity Mason Rudolph had to come from behind was in the playoffs, but they were now fourteen points. All right, so so that was part of it. So there he didn't put himself in that situation, and he did score a touchdown. But unfortunately, you know, and, and I will say this, Bills fans were getting a little nervous when the Steelers cut it to within seven with, with, with about ten minutes left in the game. But then the Bills came right back, right, right back and scored. It just couldn't get done. Um, I still think that's a T.J. Watt factor as well. I think T.J. Watt really plays into that fourth-quarter defense. So there's the data. I'm giving you the data. So my point is, you can talk about, um, there are some people that no matter what, Kenny Pickett is just awful, and they never want to see him play for the Steelers again. I'm not that way because I see these numbers of what he's done in the fourth quarter. Now, does that mean that for next year, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be successful and this this equates to a bunch of wins? Not necessarily. I was Jeff asked the question, Last year, last year, last Friday, that's a big difference from what it was supposed to be. Last Friday, in, in the Friday night six-pack that we have at SteelCurtNetwork.com, he asked the question of, if Kenny Pickett is healthy all season, the Steelers win blank games. And there's a lot of, you know, there's people saying like eight, nine, ten. You know what my answer was? My answer was 12. People were like, what? 12. So here's, here's why. I'm saying 12 because that's actually one game less than it would have been this year. Because to me, healthy all year, that's he has to start the game and finish the game. As I said, Kenny Pickett, 7-2 in games that he started and finished. 7-2 and two when he started and finished. Uh, do I think the Steelers could have potentially won the three games that they did with Kenny Pickett that they won with Mason Rudolph? I do. I think they could have. You know, maybe they were playing for more and Baltimore had to play for more week 18 because the Steelers were too close. Um, yeah, they probably would have been playing for the division. Um, and maybe that one doesn't go their way. But I, I don't know that the Steelers lose to Arizona with Kenny Pickett. I don't know that they lose to New England. I don't know that they that they lose to Indy. They, they, you know, that one, I don't know. What about Jacksonville? Do they come back and beat Jacksonville if Kenny Pickett doesn't get hurt? That's another one. Lots of questions there. So I, I said the reason I said twelve, I said because it's one less than they would have won last year if you would have been healthy all season. And some people might think I'm crazy, and some people people might might not. I'm doing this not based on me being a Kenny Pickett fan. I'm a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers, whoever their quarterback is. I want them to succeed. And unfortunately, we do have some fans out there that they don't want Kenny Pickett to succeed as the Steelers quarterback because they want to be right about it. They don't like him. They want him gone, so they want him to fail. I I, I don't get that. I don't get how you can't cheer for your own for your own quarterback. But 
that, I mean, to, to, to each their own. But to me, the numbers show that the Steelers would have had a better record if it would have been Kenny Pickett. And it could have even just been Mason Rudolph as well. I think the Steelers win might have won 13 games with if Mason Rudolph came in came in instead of Mitch Trubisky in all of those games. Honestly, that that I think they could have done more. I think Mitch the, the Mitch Trubisky factor um, that cost the Steelers three games in my opinion, at least if not more. So that's why I go with that. Man, I've really run over, but this was a lot of fun, a lot of good numbers. I hope you enjoyed it. As I've said, I need some I need some more questions out. I think I'm kind of out of it. STLRSuperfandad at gmail.com, or if you take off the at gmail.com, that's where I am at Twitter or X. Make sure you're checking out all of our podcasts across uh, across the Occurred Network. Also, check out Fans First Sports Network. We've got other content out there. We've got more than than just us for even the Steelers. Okay, uh, we've we've got the afternoon drive is on FFSN. We've got breakfast with Ben's Tim Ben's podcast on FFSN. We've got another one coming out now. Roy Countryman doing his some of his draft breakdown and everything. Um, I, the name escapes me right now because it's brand new. That's coming to FFSN. And of course, if you're if you're fans of of other sports, it's there as well. And as I've said a couple of times already, make sure you check out SilkerNetwork.com. Whoo! This was a lot. This was interesting. I just found a lot of these numbers fascinating. Man, I still can't believe only 14 games out of 272 in the in the regular season last year went into the fourth quarter with the teams tied. That's that, that's crazy. That really is. So all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna end it there. And as I always say to to close these out. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for geeking out. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.